Hello, everyone. Today, Jason and I wanted to jump on and share our experiences with what budgeting did for us for 2023. For me personally, I saved at least $100,000 this year of not spending because of my budget. Jason, what do you want to share about what budgeting did for you this year? Well, it's interesting because I had, like anybody else, and we'll talk about this more with you, some of your extreme examples, but what budgeting did for me, I think, is really helped me understand what I could and what I couldn't do. And what we don't want you to do is to make uh, these budgeting decisions based on $5 here or $10 there or $100 there. Now, budgeting is really great for that if you do need to save money, reduce expenses on groceries and eating out and hobbies and all the other things. But what budgeting actually does in the grand scheme is it helps you make decisions based on your future instead of just on today. So for that example, Mike, let's let's dive in because everybody wants to hear about these examples of how in the world does budgeting save you hundreds of thousands of dollars or a hundred thousand dollars this last year when that's really not your income. It's not you're not somebody who makes a million dollars a year and you can save a hundred thousand dollars. So tell us a little bit more about how budgeting this past year helped you save a hundred thousand dollars. All right. Well, I'm going to share my screen with the travel budget of what it looked like for my wife and I. So we use Vertex 42 and we just chose the travel budget one just because our life is an adventure. It is one that we enjoy. It's easy to look as an annual view uh, for a monthly budget. We definitely do a more detailed conversation, but this is a high level overview of what we spent for the year. And this is what we put together for this purpose. So it encourages you to look at these things. And Starting here, our total budget, we assumed a template budget, which I'll show you in just a moment. Our template budget is $3,000 a month, which comes out to $36,000 for the year. And as you can see, we spent $2,402 more than this budget. And that's okay. Because even though we're over, we sacrifice in other areas. We worked a little bit more to pay for those things. And as I'll show you, we have prepaid for some of the things in 2024. So if we took out those holidays that we paid for for in the next few months, we actually came in under $3,000 a month, which we're super happy about. Yeah. So our template budget here. Oh, and go ahead. Before you move on, yeah, before you move on, Mike. So one thing that we want to note is this is just a planned budget. This isn't their income. This is the planned budget. So here, based on what we have for income, based on what we have for savings, based on what we have for what our, our calendar year looks like, this is what we are planning to spend. And that's where you, he gets that uh, $36,000 and all that. So go ahead. Just want to clarify. Yeah, I appreciate that. Our income now, because we're not employees, we are contractors. We do not have a $3,000 income every single month. Now we used to, we used to have a set income. It was the same every paycheck. And we did this and we knew we'd go through details. That's what we, Jason and I have told you multiple times is do it for you. And every month is going to be different. Not only for us for income, 
but for expenses. So for us, we chose $3,000 a month because that was an average that we were comfortable with for having the income and an average that we were comfortable with spending. And as you go through here, you can see my January spending, February, on through here. Every month is different. It's just an average, right? I did pretty, we did, Ellen and I did pretty well, stay under 3,000. Then we started going above 3,000. We had a $5,675 month because we, we paid for a few things, right? We had $3,555 spent on insurance, my undies, and some health stuff, mm. right? And then we had a cruise deposit, right? Like I said, the cruise is in 2024. We had all of these extra expenses and we were happy with how it turned out for an overall year. Very, very pleased. Yeah. And as, now to, yeah, I'll, have, I'll chime in here. As you can see from this, this is a very uh, overview, generic monthly. It doesn't, he doesn't have 18 spreadsheet uh, tabs on this with calculations and formulas everywhere. This is a simple spreadsheet. That's an overview of the year of in general, out of these, what do you have? Seven, eight categories per month. And it's just, right. here's what we spent in this category. And then, of course, your monthly budget, you have line items, and it's a little more detailed, of course. But this is an easy way to just do a general, how did we do, right? This is your, your assessment of how did we do this year? And it's anybody can do this. It's not like you have to be a mathematician or a financial expert in order to know, here's what we spent this year. So this is why budgeting is so important to help keep track of what, you, what you've done and what you plan to do. That's really what we're talking about here. Yeah, go ahead, Mike, go on. Well, back to the big question of why you jumped into this video is how did it save me and my wife $100,000 in 2023? Well, three things come to mind, big ticket items for us that we did not purchase. There was some basketball tickets that my wife and I wanted to go to, but we chose not to at the time. Those were $2,000. The next thing on the list was I went and test drove a Tesla. So you can probably find one 30, 40. I mean, I think I drove a $70,000 Tesla. Was it fun? Yes, it was awesome. But I wasn't impulsive because I knew I didn't have this cash set aside for a car purchase, nor did I need one or really want one. It, I could have gotten sucked into the media and doing these things and making that purchase, but I didn't. Right? So that was on my plate. And the last thing was that we actually got an opportunity to stay in a timeshare, which means that we had to go to a presentation. And the presentation went for an hour, maybe two hours. And they tried to sell us on a timeshare that was $70,000. Now, there were other couples in there that probably bought that. But that wasn't for us. Elle and I don't really like staying in hotels. It's nice, but we don't really, that's not our preferred method. And we don't believe in the timeshare industry, right? So it's not something that I wanted to put my money towards. So just those three things alone is over $100,000 that could have happened if I didn't budget or and if I was impulsive, right? So budgeting is just a plan for your money. If you have $100,000 and you want to buy those three things I just listed, beautiful, do it. I have chosen not to. And that's just the three things that come to mind. Who knows how many other 
five, ten, hundred dollar purchases that we didn't do because we have a budget. And that's one of the things that we really want to like hammer into it. It's like this is this isn't a legalistic type of routine that we're trying to promote here. Budgeting is not this straitjacket like you can do this and you can't do this. And if you go outside the bounds, then you're ruining everything. Like there are some of you out there who are truly living like on the margins where you don't make enough money and a $5 purchase will ruin your budget because you're that thin. And if you're in that situation, you do, you have to be almost rigid as possible. When you talk about how much money you spend on your groceries, how much money you, you spend on your utility bills, how much money you spend on your rent and your car and gas and all those things, like you have to really crank down the screws in order to really save those few dollars. But for the most of us, for most of us, it truly is, we're really disorganized. So we do have some slush money or we have a little bit of extra uh, money over here because we didn't eat out that one time. Where, where are we going to actually allocate that money? If you don't have a budget, guess what happens? It just floats away somewhere. You spent it somewhere, right? It could be going out to eat here, or it could be on groceries, or it could be on extra gas, or it could be to that party, or you could have, you know, bought this extra uh, appetizer or whatever it might be. Like we have hundreds of ways that we can spend and waste money. And the point of the budget isn't to say you did this wrong or you did this right. It's really about intentionality so that you can say, where in general do I want my money to go? What are the numbers that I'm going to put into each category and line item? And then at the end of the month, when we do all this reconciliation, we say, all right, did I go over? Did I go under? And then what do we learn from that? If I went over on these line items or categories, then I need to adjust something. I have to ask the questions. Oh, well, was that a fluke? Did something weird happen? Or am I kidding myself, right? I think I spent $600 on groceries, but we actually spent 800. That's just fooling yourself. So if that happens multiple months in a row, you have to switch and change your budget. So instead of putting $600 in there, you have to put $800 because that's real. That's reality. And so that's where the budgeting actually helps us is to see the patterns that are happening in our lives. And then to give us that second thought of, wait a minute, if I have $600 for groceries, I already spent $500 and I have two weeks left in the month. Guess what? You have to make different choices. You have to make different choices. You only have $100 left for two weeks. So what do you need to do? Do you need to take from say no to other things so that you can put more money in there? It's constantly fluid. And that's what we're trying to teach you is intentionality and planning so that you don't go into a car shop or a car lot and say, gosh, I really love this car. This is a great car. Can I afford it? I don't know. And then you just do it. And then you end up regretting it for years and years and years and years. And in fact, decades, you'll regret that. But if you're intentional and you know what your numbers are and you go onto a car lot, for example, because you're you were looking for a car, you know what you can and what you can't afford. Then if you end up getting that car, great. But only do that if you can afford it and you know your numbers. Like Mike said, impulse spending is really the number one cause of people messing up their budget because they don't know the numbers. So if you know the numbers and you know you can afford that car, then by all means, go ahead and do that. Do the fun things. We want you to do the fun things. That's what living your ideal life is like is all about. If you don't like the word budget, don't use the word budget. Use cash flow plan if you want. The main thing here that Jason and I want to show you is that just writing this down, tracking it and putting it on a spreadsheet or pen and paper, however it is that you want to track it, would make you realize, whoa, I was spending that much? 
or I need to spend more, right? And that can carry over to the next year. So I'm doing this and tracking this so I know what 2024 is going to look like for my wife and I. You're not going to be good at budgeting or cash flow planning or whatever at the beginning. Give yourself yep. some grace. Give yourself a little bit of leeway and say, okay, I'm learning. Change your language from I'm not good at this or I'm never good at math or I don't know the numbers or I'm bad at spreadsheets. Like change the language in your head from I'm bad at this or I don't know what I'm doing to I'm getting better. I'm learning. I'm improving. Change that language and then say, okay, second month, you're going to be a little bit better. It's still not going to be great. Third month, you're going to be a little bit better. It's not going to be perfect, right? By the fourth, fifth, sixth month, you're going to be like, okay, I'm, I'm starting to get some of this stuff. And that's where we see progress and momentum and sh the, uh, all the shifting that happens there. So have your have some grace for yourself. Give yourself a little bit of slack and say, all right, I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm getting better. And then you will get better. Stick to it. We'll see you in another video.